AD. Yo. Radio Raheem. <laughs> that dude. I'm going to say it in the back in case they didn't hear me. Radio Raheem. <laughs> I like it. It's my guy, man. That is my guy. This is the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. Plenty to get to on this one, of course. we got to hand out some game balls uh, for you. Radio Raheem, his story. I mean, the man has been through so much adversity in his NFL career. Teams you know, cutting him left and right, but he never gave up. Never gave up, kids. It's a story of of just battling and being able to overcome adversity, we'll talk about that for a little bit. Tevin Coleman uh, banged up in the game. Uh, we'll talk about him. How likely is it that he'll be able to appear in the Super Bowl? Uh, Jimmy G only threw the ball eight times. <laughs> People are finding ways to make this a negative. We'll tell them why they're absolutely wrong. And, of course, we got to talk about that defense. E-Man was a huge story coming in, and uh, he had a huge interception in that one. Uh, Sherm had an interception. They, they, everybody just played. So they got after it. Uh, they got after old Aaron Rodgers uh, inside Levi's. Um, and so uh, we got all that to get into uh, about, about, about a day late, but we're not a dollar short, probably about $20, $30, $40, $50 in the plus because uh, – we, 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 we've, been, we've been partying. We've been partying. We've been celebrating. Um, and so it took us a little while to, 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 to get to you. I had to get a little bit of the celebration all, all out the way. But we are here. We are back, uh, ED. And first things first, we've got to handle some business and, and give out some game balls. Who you got? Uh, you know what? I think this is going to be our first unanimous game ball week. I'm going with radio, man. Come on. Come on, man. I don't. I got a feeling that's who you're going with. Come on, but, man! But when you needed it, you got to What did I say? To win a championship, stars got to be stars. Role players got to know their role and take pride in it. And then you got to have a couple of surprises. You got to have some guys step up and just say, "I can do some things nobody thought I could." Radio is that guy. Is he ever, man? So you you already know. I mean, I started the show. With the huge declaration, everybody in America knew where my game ball was going. <laughs> um, I mean, just what a performance, right? I mean, you're talking about on one of the biggest stages that you can play on, not name the Super Bowl, right? 220 yards. Um, you know, he 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 shouldered the load for the 49ers. Well, it, it's never been done. That, yeah. It, you, you talk- you're talking about putting in a day, never been done. Never been done. You talk a history making <laughs> affair, and and a lot. Uh, there's a lot. There, there's just so many things to unpack. I'm still, man. It's so many days later. I'm still giddy just talking about this because I'm seeing him on that third and eight, just whoosh, goodbye. And then and I'm seeing him behind, you know, Debo's lead block. Speaking of Debo, we're gonna talk about him a little yeah. bit as well. But yeah, uh, Debo just took the corners. He just took his bike. He's talking about you. I was like, he just took his bike. Who else wants some of Debo? Who who else wants some of Debo? Who else wants some of Debo? Man, it was, it was. I'm, I'm still just so giddy talking about it. But the, we, we go all the way back, and this is not a pat myself on the shoulder type moment uh, at all whatsoever. But, but, but your arms get tired. But it, my arms get a little bit tired. We, we talked about this earlier. <laughs> I go all the way back to the Cincinnati game. I'm like, wow, man, this, this, this guy can play. I, I never really paid much attention to him, in all honesty. And I'm like, man, this guy can play. This guy's fast. This guy's got serious wheels. And 
as the season progressed, more and more opportunities started to present them present themselves. And then on top of that, Tevin gets injured, right? Like I, the the I don't, the game plan wasn't for for Raheem to run for you know two hundred twenty yards and, and to have you know as many carries as he had. You know, is, is there is there ever a game plan to run for two hundred <laughs> yards? We'll we'll get into that when we get into Green Bay talking all that trash. But keep going. <laughs> but but he but he carried it twenty nine times, you know. Like no Niner back has carried it, you know, that much in a game, you know, this season. You know, Kyle is very good about mixing the carries uh, around, but, but but Tevin goes down, he has to shoulder the load. And so not only did he step up and play well, you know, but but he also had to go above and beyond, you know, the call of duty to kind of fill in for Tevin. And um, and it was it was just it was it was just a thing to watch, man. It was just a thing to watch, and 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 you see him after the game, and he, he talks about, um, you know, just every day, you know, before every game, he reads all the teams that cut him, you know, like he he goes through the list, and um, the guys That's just a lot pers- of work, man. The guys just persevered, man. He's just persevered, and you like to see guys like that have a moment like that, and and it was it was this is what sports is about to me. Like you can throw all the Niner stuff, you can throw all that stuff out the window, like. This is what sports is all about. Guys overcoming the odds, overcoming obstacles, and having their one shining moment, per se. Um, well, what have you heard me say time and time again? One of those Eric-isms, as, as you call Eric-isms. it. Eric-isms. Um, jobs in the NFL are not won and lost. You're like, he lost his job. You know, Witherspoon lost his job to E-Man. Uh, E-Man lost his job to Witherspoon when he came back in. Jobs are not won or, or lost in the NFL. Opportunities are given and taken. And what you do with that opportunity will determine how long it's given. Radio Raheem has been, you look at Raheem Mostert and the opportunities that have not been granted to him until now, uh, there are a lot of people looking back saying, I wish I had. Because mm-hmm. we see what we're getting. Kyle has given him an opportunity on a consistent basis to perform, and he's taking advantage of it. And that's what that's what the league is about. That's what pro sports is about. That's 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 what being a good team is about. That's what having a career at this level. That's what it's about. They, they, you'll get chances, but you got to show up, and you, and you can't say when given that opportunity that oh they got something against me. You you get to decide who you are on film. Yeah, they're the only thing that a coach cannot control. You, you can't control. You can't control if you play. You can't control if you start. You can't control if you get benched. You you, you can't make a coach. You can't make a team cut you if they don't want to. I tried. You you can't. You don't control any of that. The only the only thing that you, you're laughing at that's you true story. To get cut that's you that's another to get cut. that's another that's another story for another day, but. But it yeah, that's a true story though. You can't. The only thing you get to control is signing your name. You get to autograph your performance between the lines. You get to say that's who I am. And that guy has taken care of his. He has taken care and taken taken care of business when it comes to his opportunities. And the 49ers are in the Super Bowl because he said, "I am not letting this moment pass me by." Absolutely. I mean, you talk about a guy who. This is his seventh team. I know they've talked about it at nauseum, and and we're going to hear it. I mean, that that's probably what we're going to hear 
one of the stories we're going to hear the most, right, um, throughout the course of, of next week, Super Bowl week, once they get down there to Florida about, you know, just how many teams, you know, he's played for and this, that, and the other. Um, and and it, it's, a, it's a true tale of – uh, of just perseverance, man. The man, the guy, never gave up on himself. And um, yeah, well, yeah, well, you know. And another thing, when you talk about that, it's it's funny how perception is because um, seven teams. You're like, oh my goodness, that's wild, wow, perseverance and never giving up and all these things. And I know that's that's for just the layperson listening to that, listening to that. You're like, okay, this guy's not good. Now the flip side of that, you have to think about. You know how difficult it is to make one NFL team. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 not easy. It's not easy to make a team at all. It's really, and he's had seven teams say that we think you are we we don't know why. Obviously, we don't know exactly what it is you can do. We don't know exactly where we can use you, but we value your talent enough to say we got to keep you around. He's gotten it seven times. Seven times. And, so that that says that he's talented. Yeah, and and, and shout out to. Uh, to shout out to Big Ben Garland as well because um I don't I don't know that I've ever seen this before but you, you know one of my favorite things to watch right this was actually one of my favorite moments of the season it, you guys go back and listen to we we had me ED and I shared our top moments of the season and one of my top moments was anytime Radio Raheem got the end zone he started surfing yeah. Big, Big Ben Garland got in the end zone. He started surfing, and I, I, I don't know if that was the first time that that's happened this season or not. I, I, I never really paid attention. I always, <laughs> always just see Raheem and, and Kendrick Bourne doing it. But Garland got out there. He started doing a big number sixty three, and that was, oh, that was, that, that was the kicker right there, man. And, and so, um, congrats to, congrats to Radio Raheem. Congrats to the Niners. Obviously, going to the Super Bowl. The quest for six, um, remains as they, they have the the opportunity they punch their ticket uh to miami um it's almost time to hit the road of course for these niners and and we all we all are, are traveling whether whether figuratively or literally down there to south beach we're gonna need our rest ed how do we get enough rest to prepare for this madness that is super bowl week yeah, you're right. It's the bye week, so let's talk about getting some rest. Let's talk about sleep, man. Our bodies, no lie, you need eight hours of sleep. And we know that one of the biggest problems with that is temperature. It's tough to get a good night's sleep if you're too hot or if you're too cold. So it is my pleasure to introduce you guys to the Pod by 8 Sleep. The Pod, the pod is a high-tech bed, and it's designed specifically to help you achieve your optimal sleep fitness it combines dynamic temperature regulation and sleep tracking to enhance your rest and recovery. By that, I mean this bed will learn your sleep habits. It'll adjust the temperature you need automatically. That means if you like the bed cool, your partner likes the bed warm, now you both can have it at the same time in a ridiculously comfortable bed. So for the next week, Get $200 off the pod and a, and a free gravity blanket for a total value of $500 only at 8sleep.com slash pro, E-I-G-H-T sleep.com slash pro, 8sleep.com slash pro. Tevin Coleman obviously going down in that game. Sadie suffered a, a dislocated shoulder. Ouch. Been there. Did that. But Not Ky fun. Kyle Shanahan seems to think that he will – 
have a chance at least to be able to play in the Super Bowl. Um, got the bye week coming up here, so that that's obviously something to watch. Because um, Coleman, you know, obviously he he missed a large chunk of that game that opened up the door for Radio Raheem to have uh, the the night, the day, and the night that he had. Um, one note on Radio Raheem before we before we get off of this. Um, he he talked about the cut list and and all the teams that cut him, and he he re, he goes over the list before every game. What did you have anything like that? Um, just like motivating things that you went to, you know, prior to kickoff. Um, uh, I, know, I know you weren't much of a superstitious guy, um, but what, what was there anything like that 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 you had during your playing career? Uh, no, at, at all. <laughs> just right? play, playing. I, you know, this is. I've always. It's fine. I had no problem with anyone having a routine and doing the things that you needed to do to get yourself ready to play. Uh, even down when when uh, you know people will say coaches aren't motivation guys, and that coach has to motivate a guy to do all these things. I always have seen that differently. Your paycheck, that that's that's motivation. Um, I had I had a family. My my motivation was mortgage and school payments and, and car payments and and um, like really I, I got people like I'm taking I'm taking care of. So I got to get this job done because I'm not trying to be the one to get cut. I know that's right. Uh, so I didn't, I didn't, and you know, and I, so my, my story may have been different if I had been a player that had gone through that. I, I wasn't, I, I came in, I guess I had goals and, you know, as a rookie, you get drafted. My goal was to get into that starting lineup and now it's to be the best player in my unit. And now, okay, let's, let's, let's get pro bowls and let's win a championship and let's, all, all these type things. So I had all of those goals in, in place, but it was just go in and do the job. But no, it wasn't like, you know, this list on the, the refrigerator or in my locker that I had to look at and, and go. It was like every day grind out because you got these things to do. This is the expectation. Um, and let's just go. But like I said, the motivation for those others was it was never there. So I can't say that it's a it's a wrong thing or anything. It's just whatever you had to do to motivate yourself to get through it, I'm I'm down with it. Yeah, this is our our, our day late uh Packers recap, um NFC championship recap. Uh, right on time, man. Never day late, but right on time. Yeah, right, right on time because we we've been we've been celebrating and, and I, I you could probably tell just how giddy I am still uh you know all these days later. Hopefully you've been celebrating too. Um and 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 you're you're right on board with us. I don't know, right now, wait, I'm feeling I'm halfway to Miami. Um <laughs> the, the Jimmy G, he threw the ball eight times. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Wait, let me let me go back and pull up this box score. And make sure I'm make, make sure I'm getting this correct. Ed. Yeah, you're right. Eight um, times can't be. Can't, it, that can't I be mean, right. it, it just can't. That just you can't throw the ball only eight times in the NFL. Well, well, let me. What does it say right here? Up. Uh, uh, no, Aaron Rodgers, thirty-one of thirty-nine. Nope. Jimmy Garoppolo. Here we go. Six of eight, seventy-seven yards. And I turn on the TV. And I'm watching people throughout the week, and I'm kind of having flashbacks to the beginning of the season where somehow, some way, there has to be this discrediting or this nitpicking at what this team has accomplished. Um, I'm going to use some of these same people's words against them. Uh, and and, and not, not necessarily that, that all of these people have been saying 
uh, negative things or, or or haven't been on the bandwagon the whole season. But well, um, they they probably have have been saying negative things and haven't been on the bandwagon. But that's okay. But so so here here's a here's a few things um, that that you know I, I've heard throughout the course of of a few days. Um, they can't stop the run. They be in the Packers. Uh, they're taking away their manhood. They being the Niners taking away the Packers' manhood. Um, this is a game where both teams hit the weight room after, and I'm paraphrasing here, in part because the Niners, they get back in the weight room because they feel swole. The Packers, meanwhile, get in the weight room because they feel like they just got taken advantage of. Um, and, and so you hear some of these things, but then you go back and then and then you hear other things as well, saying that, oh, well, Jimmy Garoppolo only threw it eight times. That's going to be a problem when you play against Kansas City because Patrick Mahomes, this, that, and the other. I don't even want to get on Kansas City right now because there's going to be plenty of time for us to talk about the Chiefs. But him throwing the ball only eight times is pure dominance on the part yes. Of the 49ers. That, in no planet can that be a bad thing when you look at what happened on, on, on that field on Sunday, when you look at the numbers that Mostert put up on a career day, when you look at the fact that it was 30, it was 34-7, 34-7 heading into the fourth quarter. Right. And, and also when, you know, we all know an NFL game is 60 minutes long. Right. But of course, that 60 minutes can end up being three, three and a half hours. You're watching it. Right. Jimmy G in real time, in real time, didn't throw a pass for a, a, an hour and 30 minutes. ED. He took a cool <laughs> 90 minutes off, allowed, allowed the arm to rest. And, and and the Niners that whole time either they were playing defense or they or or they were just gashing the Packers in the run game. Um, please explain to the people why eight pass attempts is glorious. Um, well, I, I'm going to get into that. The first thing I'm going to say, yes, I I saw yeah one of the talking heads say that if Jimmy Garoppolo throws the ball eight times, the, the Niners can't win with him throwing the ball. There's no way they can win the Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo throwing the ball eight times um, uh, in, in, in that game, in the championship game. And I'm sitting here thinking, if he throws the ball eight times, That's a dub. oh, hell yeah, they're going to win the game. That's a dub. <laughs> Like, come on. That is complete dominance. Making that parade is disrespectful. Plans. That is that is that is bad high school football where a coach <laughs> says these guys can't tackle, so we're not even gonna risk a tip ball. We're not gonna risk um a bad throw. There's no even there's no reason to risk you know a guy slipping, you know, because things happen. You're human beings. Let's let's not even risk it. There's no need. I'm just going to hand the ball off A to B the easiest way to do things and just run them over. I don't think they want to tackle us. I, so let's see if they want to tackle us. We will give them an opportunity to show that they are tough enough to stop it. I don't think they're tough enough to stop us. And it's just disrespectful to do that. As you said, so you, go an hour, you go an hour in a professional football game and don't throw a football. That's just saying you guys aren't tough as, as we are. You're not tough enough to play with us. So you, all that trash you were talking about being prepared, and which was comical to me. I was doing radio uh, up in Wisconsin 
before the game and and that's all they were like well this is going to be a different game these guys are prepared and the and the most hilarious thing was well they didn't you know the game got out of hand so they even said that they they just stepped away from their game plan and they held back I'm like oh, okay so an NFL team's not trying to win they just called uncle mm. okay so so I guess I guess this game they weren't trying to tackle. They were just like, ah, we're you know what, we decided we're not going to compete in this game. We don't want to go to the Super Bowl. We're just gonna let them keep running the ball. That's just ridiculous. So if you if you it's it's the thing, I don't know. I saw Stephen A. I don't know if this quarterback, if I can trust him, if I can do this. Makes no sense. You when he had to throw the ball in a game they had to win. And he had to battle out with a guy and play that quarterback head to head. Like I say, you sometimes have to because the game is going to dictate what they can do and how they have to play. You saw him do that with Drew Brees on the road in New Orleans. In the dome. When they had to throw the ball, they threw the ball. If you can't tackle me, I'm not going to waste time throwing the ball. There's no reason. Because we know that Jimmy will have moments and he'll have a game. And I almost said it early on because in this game, I was like, okay, that's the one. That's that ball he was trying to give away. He he tries to give the team a souvenir. He will try. <laughs> he will really try. And 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 you know what? They dropped it. It's like, oh, you can't, you can't. You know, you hear me all the time say, you got to hold on to that little brown baby. Yeah. You cannot drop that brown baby. It's precious, it's precious, precious. And when you get your hands on that brown baby, you got to hold on to it like Big Mama. Mm-hmm. You can't let it go. Mm-hmm. You can't let it go. And they dropped it. And and didn't get another chance, and that's what happens in this game. You got to take advantage of those opportunities. It was like the week before I I said that about Sherm. They came at him one time, and he got his hands on it, and he he held on to that brown baby. You don't let that opportunity get by because the next time may not come, and that could have been a, a huge momentum swing for them that they'll never know about. But running the ball eight times, um successfully 200 yards, you can't stop it. I don't care who says what at any level of football, any level of football, you're going to be in position to win that game because you are completely dominating the other squad. Dominating. And and, and that says it because if you're not completely dominating that game, you will never throw the ball less than double digit times. It's just, that's just stupid. That's stupid talk for anybody to say that. Like, oh, that's that's not a knock on you. And that's that's the other one that I heard that this is showing these playoffs are showing that they don't trust. They don't, they don't trust, trust Jimmy. Him. Yeah. These, yeah. These playoffs, are, these playoffs are showing that they have a dominant run game. They have a dominant front that they are tough. How does an offense we've you've heard me all year long talk about this team. What have I said? This team is long. They are rangy. They are nasty. They will beat you up. That, that, and I'm talking about the defense, just how they show up with rude intentions. You know how you show that on offense? Your run game. Run game. Not not, not sweet formations and pick plays and, and, and um, formation shifts and all, shifts and all of that. Yeah. I'm going to line up, and I'm going to come straight downhill, and I'm going to put a big man on your big man. My running backs are going to come, and they're going to stick their nose in your DB's face and your linebacker's face, and we're going to do it again. And again, it's the same thing I said against the Rams, that commitment when, you you know, you and I have gone back and forth on that where they <laughs> ran the ball 40 times for 99 yards. And I'm just like, that shows 
you are committed to show this team I am tough. I don't think you will break me before I break you. And that's what this team, this is a tough football team. They are fast, nasty, and tough. And that right there translates in any era. Big, strong, I will take big, strong, and fast over small, slow, and weak. I'll take my chances with big, strong, and fast. That's just how I look at it. Yeah, I think that toughness aspect is something that people really aren't paying attention to or not giving this team uh, enough credit for. And and here's one number. We don't even have to get into all the stats, but here's one number that will tell you all you need to know. 6.8 yards per rush. Ouch. That's all you need to know. If if I'm get, if I'm getting it seven times every time we run the ball, there's no need to throw it at all. Nah, nah. That, so that's two say, plays in the first I, down. If I was on that coach's staff, I would have started. I would have started cutting people during the game. <laughs> really? Because because I already know I'm getting fired. It's funny, Matt Lafleur. He he challenged the the fire, the intensity of the guys uh, later on in the week following the game. He thought they just didn't didn't have that that fire wait, that they wait needed. A minute, wait a minute, he, he challenged them later. He yeah, after, them after the after the, after the game, after the game. Yeah, he, that he helps, said he that said helps no that one. helps no one, right? <laughs> he 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 said he was, he was disappointed in in the, the lack of fire, lack of lack of intensity that that his team showed. Uh, inside uh, Levi's on Sunday, and um, yeah, See, that's I mean, why I would I would have been bench, that's why I would have been benching cats all over the place. I would have been sitting fools down. I'm sending them home. Like you know what? Since I'm since I'm getting fired, I'm taking some of y'all with me like, right now. Like what, like what's ha- like I know your teams. You know, I mean, you got I mean, y'all had some some damn dudes to still still one of your your, your phrases. Um, so I mean, I, I I find it hard to believe that that any anybody had. Uh, any type of real success running the ball against you guys? Oh, Charlie, the Charlie Charlie Garner that game. Yeah. Like, like, mm-hmm. like, what were you guys saying to each other during that game? We were losing our minds. Everyone was yelling at everyone. Everybody was was no nobody was happy. No nobody was doing it. And, and this was what this was just. It was like we had no idea what was going on, and we just couldn't tackle him. It wasn't that he was running over us. You know Charlie wasn't a big guy. Yeah, he wasn't a big guy. We, we just couldn't get hands on him. And it was the most frustrating thing, and everybody it, – it, one thing that wasn't said that, it, you know, there was no question of effort. There was no question of desire. It was just flat-out lack of execution on our part. And everybody took their turn screwing up, so you can only yell at somebody so much when you're screwing up yourself. Yeah, and it was it was one of those situations where everybody seemingly had their bad day on the same on the day. same day. And and to, and to it, your not to make any excuses for you guys, but I mean it's and you, you've talked about this as well. Like no one knew who Charlie Garner was, right? I mean it's, the guy kind of came out of nowhere. Like the Packers, they knew exactly what they were running into, right? They they knew they've uh-huh. seen Radio Raheem before. They've seen, you know, like they've seen this this offense before. Same same venue, same setting, more or less. Um, yeah. You know, they they knew exactly what 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 was waiting on them once they got to Santa Clara, and um, yeah. And, and so that's and if any if they want to make any excuses, then I mean I mean you knew what you were getting into, right? Well, you know what? What did I tell you going into this game? I, I said it, and I, and I'm not sure if I said it on our pod or if I said it to 
Wisconsin radio. I told them that the ball will be kicked off and that the Packers will find out. I was like, they're a good team. Yes, they've improved. They've gotten better. But they are going to find out why they are the number two seed (laughs) and not the number one when they kick this game off. I was like, this game is going to be like the last game. And I said it. I stayed. I was like, the the Niners are better than them. And I I said, this is going to be just like Minnesota, that in every phase of the game, the Niners are better from coaching, special teams, um, offense, defense, roster, top to bottom. They are a better team, and they will find out why they are the second seed and not the number one seed. Yeah, well, the Packers tried their shot, and uh, you can try your shot as well. We're going to get back to this, more of this in a little bit, but first, this from my bookie. Want to make a bet on the Super Bowl? Well, head over to mybookie.ag to make your predictions a reality. My bookie is one of the most trusted sports books in the industry. Football, not your thing. No worries. My bookie's got it all from the NBA to the Premier League. My bookie has the fastest payouts, best promotions, and a very helpful 24 7 customer service team. All you have to do is use the promo code BLV to activate the offer. Once again, that's promo code BLV to get your extra cash from my bookie. Bet, win, get paid. My bookie. So. This uh, it, it's mind-boggling this whole Jimmy G thing because it, it's like damned if you do, damned if you don't, right? Like there's, yeah, there's really. sometimes it's like oh, oh man, like he, like why is he throwing the ball so much? Then other times it's like oh well, eight times that's oh, you, you definitely got to throw the ball more than that. Um, and so you know we'll see. We we got you know a whole week plus to to kind of figure it out. Um, or at least they do in terms of you know the talking heads. Um, to figure out, you know, you know what, what what side of the fence they want to be on this thing. And you know what? I'm fine with them staying where they are. I mean, this team has been doubted, you know, pretty much all season long. And so, um, fine by me. Keep doubting. Keep hating. Keep the haterade flowing. Fine by me. Makes makes me uh, makes me no <laughs> yeah. difference. Um, this defense. We talked about E Man. And, you know, this was going to be the game, right? This was going to be the game where he was going to get the start. Um, you know, the, the string had kind of ran out on, on Witherspoon. And not to say that he wasn't going to be needed to make some big plays. I really, I really believed with, with, with so much in me, I really believed that Witherspoon was going to make a play. Like, I thought he was going to pick off Rodgers. I thought he was going to make some type of play, make his presence felt uh, in some form or fashion. Um on Sunday, um, but he obviously still has another opportunity. But E-Man, getting the start, he had that interception right before halftime, um, yep. and he made, to me, obviously, you know, you played the position um, at a high level. To me, it seemed like he made a tremendous read on that play and, 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 and jumped in there and took it. What, what did you see from, from him? Zone coverage, just reading, um, just reading two to one, like you have to do. You're going to be outside. You have to just um, take care of the guys in your area. And in zone coverage, there's no such thing as covering. Um, uh, it's not like the college and high school where they give you a third and, and you have this section of the field to um, command. No, you, you're looking at that field unless when there's more than one person there and then you're going to get your body in position to play both of those guys one of those guys disappear then you you basically man the guy within your zone so there's really no such thing as just pure zone coverage in it and you're going you're going to try to get yourself in best position to cover the ball to cover the guy um uh, that's the biggest threat 
he saw what was happening, made a play on the ball with that two to run, one read because nothing disappeared. So he played it perfectly, give himself an opportunity to get in position and broke and made a play, held on to that little brown baby. He did. He got a chance to get his hands on that baby and didn't let it go. And that's that's what you have to do. That's that's taking advantage. Like, like we mentioned earlier about radio. It's taking advantage of the opportunities when they present present themselves, and and that's what he's been able to do. Uh, uh, Spoon will still play. I like Spoon. I was literally talking to some guy. I was down at the Senior Bowl, and I was a uh, part of uh, just celebrating what we've been doing. And I've been talked to some some um, Niners execs, and they they asked me my opinion on Spoon, and and I told them I, I said I think I said this is a, this is a case where. Uh, he is so concerned about doing the wrong thing that he is paralyzed when he has himself in position sometimes to actually make the play. Yeah. And that can happen. You start seeing ghosts. You start wondering about what if you, I mean, when, when you, when you're sitting there thinking about Casper and, and, and nobody else sees Casper, you're the only one who's seeing Casper. It can tend to cloud your vision. And that's what's happening right now. Is, is that he he's kind of hamstringing himself and he just has to get beyond that. And he's the only one who can get himself beyond that. E-Man is coming in and he's just playing. And it's not one of those deals where I have nothing to lose. E-Man wants to play. He wants to be on the field. And he's out there trying to make plays. And that's what you have to do right now. He wants, he wants a championship. Spoon wants a championship. E-Man wants a championship. And he's like, I got a chance to get it. I'm going to do it. And I'm I'm happy to see him make the play. Plays have to be made. You're going to get your opportunities opposite of Sherman. And you have to take advantage of them when they come. The team expects you to. The colors need you to. Uh, and that's and, and for yourself, because it's always that's that's one of the funniest things to me. To this day, I get this question and people uh, will say this when they start talking about your teammates and all this stuff. And how did it feel to win a championship with so-and-so? And how did it feel to win a championship for so-and-so? It felt just about as good as it, it was to win it for myself. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's, that's the thing. And people all, I, it's so funny to me. Like, how, how did it feel to win it for him? I, I, you know what? He was along for the ride. <laughs> yeah. But, but you know, that's my boy. Couldn't have done it without him. Love him. But, but I was trying to do it for me too. Let's not forget that. Iman's trying to do it for himself, and and that's just how it is. So it's it's nice to see guys get out there. I, I'm still sticking to my guns where I think they're all going to have to make plays. Yeah. It's not if you're on the roster, you're going to have to make a play when it presents itself. And hey, it won't get bigger than than at, at this next game coming up. So be be prepared, all of them. Be prepared. And and it's funny you're talking about Sherm earlier, and talking about how you know the the, the Packers are going to be ready. And, and Sherm, he, he almost couldn't. <laughs> He, he almost couldn't celebrate the way he wanted to. He got a, he got so fired up in the press conference, um, get, giving a, a soundbite the the way only Sherm can, right? In the <laughs> sense that, and, and he said, you know, like like you know, he he was upset about all the talk about the Packers, 
you know, and, and we'll be ready this time and yada, yada, yada. And, and he said, yeah, well, really? Like you weren't ready to last. Yeah. You, you know, Sher- Sherman and I have had conversations over the years and there's a lot of things we think a lot about it and then our approach to football. And that's just one. It's funny. Things. I was listening to him talk, but I heard you. <laughs> I heard you. It was just, amazing. We've known one another for years and we've even up in Seattle. We've always had a real good relationship and it's just, one of those deals where you just look at it a certain way and you study the game a certain way and you get these things. And it's like, you, you're not going to sit here and tell me, well, you weren't trying before. Yeah. That's, that's no. And, and oh, oh, you, we only beat you because, you know, things got a little out of hand and we called it off. No, no. Things got out of hand because I kicked your butt and I put things out of hand. I, 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 I put that distance between the two of us. You didn't, you didn't, you didn't come into that game saying that. So now you're going to say, oh, well, this time you're like, so you're trying to play some kind of head game. Yeah. Like, like you're like, you're going to psych me out. Like I'm going to I'm like, please. Yeah. Please. Sherm's like, when do we not take this seriously? Right. And, and, and absolutely. And had they won, they would have been at home. They would have had the home field advantage. And then the Niners having to travel to cold green Bay, as opposed to it being the other yes. way around. And that's, that's not the way that it worked out, but it was, it was hilarious. I like I I literally was watching him talk, but I was hearing you. It was it was so <laughs> funny. It was it was amazing. And then, but the the it was the ultimate drop, mic drop though from Sherm because he delivered it you know so eloquently and and he got all fired up and he he's got his you know NFC Championship hat on and it's a celebratory moment you know. But he's he's you know the fire in him is like he's like he's ready to go right now you know like it was it was it it was pretty 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 humorous. Um. More on this defense in, in just a bit, but, um, you know, Super Bowl's coming up, fellas, and uh, we got we, we got to step our game up. We got to be on top <laughs> of, on top of, on top of our game game. Ain't that right, E.D.? Uh-huh. Beep, beep, beep. This is a pubic service announcement. That's right. <laughs> After more than 18 months of research and development, the Manscaped engineering team has confirmed that they have successfully created the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created, my man. This new trimmer was just released only moments ago, and we are the first to confirm that the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0 Manscaping trimmer is now available for purchase. This is the new one, my man. This is the one that you have no problems whatsoever. You already know that the Manscaped tools get the job done. But this 3.0 has some new premium features that you got to love. And when I say premium, I mean premium, Rashawn. The battery, lasts, the battery lasts up to 90 minutes now. So you get to take your time, have a nice, longer, smooth shave. And one of the coolest new features, it has a new LED light, which illuminates the grooming area so you can get closer and more precise and don't have to worry about getting things wrong because it was a little shadow right there. You know, <laughs> they've upgraded the motor to a 7,000 RPM quiet stroke. That's the technology that they're using right now. And let's not forget about the charging stand. They have an intelligently designed stand. It has a rapid charging dock and is powered by a USB cord. So if you're listening to me speak right now, you're one of the first people to hear about it. And I'm telling you, this is a life-changing product, and you want to experience it firsthand for yourself. And as always, your balls will thank you. 
Get 20% off and free shipping with code BELIEVE at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code B-L-E-A-V. That's right. Stay off the IR, fellas. Stay off the IR. It's too important of a time. Too important of a time. Would um, that be IR or BB? <laughs> maybe the BB. Maybe the BB. Maybe. Either way, you don't, don't want to look at it. You know, you don't want to be on any of them right now. You don't want to be on any of those lists right now. Um, this D, it, it, it was so fitting that Sherm was able to get that interception. Um, at the end, that kind of kind of sealed the deal, uh, for this team. Um, E-Man obviously did his thing. Sherm obviously did his thing, but of course that defensive line, um, just kind of get getting after Rodgers there once again. Um, the sack numbers weren't quite what they were in the first game, but they created just so much havoc and and even 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 if they weren't necessarily getting after Rodgers, they they did a pretty good job against Aaron John. And this is somebody that we talked about about this team really needing to key on um Aaron Jones in the run game and, and you saw yep. guys like you know Defoe and 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 Baby Bosa getting in there and uh and containing him in the run game as well I thought it was just it to me it's it's so hard to to well obviously I mean the, the, the old adage goes right it's hard to be a good team twice right so people say that all the time right and and you look at this thing you know a couple of different ways um but but to, to be able to duplicate a dominant performance like we saw on Sunday night, week 12, to be able to come back and and get, you know, pretty close, or pretty similar results, um, your hat's off to, to Salah and company for the game plan and, and the guys out there for executing because, I mean, like, I, I you can look at the final score or whatever you want. Going into the fourth quarter, it was 34-7. Mm-hmm. 34-7. You're, you're talking about another dominant performance and shutting down one of one of one of the game's best. And and you figured like Aaron Rodgers went on one of those hot streaks, right? And 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 he it, when he's not playing the 49ers, he is one of my favorite quarterbacks to watch. Like that that Super Bowl run that he had, that was some of the best football by a quarterback that I had ever seen um some of the throws that he makes and you can and you could throw Patrick Mahomes in this mix too like some of the throws that 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 Aaron Rodgers makes the just the arm talent is is just superb it's they're like like eye-popping throws and and another another one for me who I really enjoy watching when when his head was screwed on straight and that wasn't always the case but he would have some moments in game, I know half the time he, you look at him and it looked like he wouldn't be engaged. But you know, part of the reason why everybody loved him was because of the arm talent and because of you know so many things that the great things that he could do with the football. Jay Cutler was a guy who made just every every now and then like he would make a throw that you just go wow like you I know just, you know it's funny when you were saying that I was wondering if you were gonna go there. I was like, does he see it the way because it, that's a name that people don't. Really really bring up because of the facial expression because of the the because of the perception of him not being that leader that everyone followed but just as far as just arm talent jay cutler may have thrown the prettiest ball the league has ever seen yeah It, it was it was phenomenal 
the way he the way he could spin a football. I mean, it, it, I, it's so funny that you said that. Him, I, I him think, to Brandon Marshall was one of my favorite hookups. Yeah, in, in NFL for a time. Um, when when they were both in in Denver. I mean, he. I mean, he, the arm talent was ridiculous. And Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he he ended up completing ten in a row at one point. And you're like, all right, he's Aaron Rodgers. He's one of the best to ever do it. Yeah, Super Bowl yeah. champion. He's um, Aaron Rodgers, but he's it, also Aaron Rodgers. And if you hit him in the beak, like I say about any other quarterback, you hit him in the beak. They they. It's amazing how normal they become. Yeah. Um, and you and they don't make those tremendously great plays. Aaron's too good to not hit the open guy. Um, and I didn't expect him to stop fighting. It's like he's gonna make a play. You know, like he he caught Sherm one time. Hey, Sherm misread a play, missed the guy at the line of scrimmage, and uh, just enough hesitation to make him think he was sitting down. And uh, you know what? He got him on that one. Make the tackle, line up, go from there. And you know, and you know, you know, Uncle Sherm's gonna come back and make his play. But Aaron's can, Aaron can hit the open guy. But that's what really got him. How you were talking about it, it's it's that adage that it's hard to beat a good team twice. Well, not if I'm better than you. Yeah. And- if I'm better than you, I'll kick your butt twice. If I'm you, you know, you know my theory. It, again, if if I'm better than you, I, I shouldn't win nine out of ten. If I do what I'm gonna do, if you and I are racing. And and I'm not I'm just gonna go out on a limb. I think I'm faster than you still. Yeah, I I'd probably bet that too. If I'm if I am if but let's let's not even talk about reality. Let's just make it a hypothetical. If I am faster than you and we race, I shouldn't we decide whatever distance. I shouldn't win that race nine out of ten times if I'm faster. I should win it 10, ten out of ten, 10 times. If I'm faster, it's the same, and that's the same thing on football. If I am better than you, if I execute and do what I am supposed to do, I will beat you, and I should beat you 10 out of 10. Now, it may be close sometimes. It may be a blowout sometimes, depending on how you decide you want to play and the, and the level of execution that you bring. But my standard is my standard, and if I play up to my standard, I'm going to beat you every time because I'm better. So whether you play me just hard enough to lose or you get blown out, that's your choice. <laughs> yeah. But, but you're not going to beat me. And that's that's this Niner squad. They have a standard that they play to, and you're going to have to play at your best, and you're going to have to create some opportunities for yourself, or you're not going to beat them. Yeah, and, and here's a th- here here's another thing about that. Like the the Packers are winning differently now, right? With with Roger under the floor and with Rodgers being kind of up there in his career, like you know him him throwing the ball a lot isn't necessarily a recipe for success for them, right? And he had to drop back thirty nine times, um, and and throw it thirty nine times against the Forty ers on Sunday. Um, the week before against the Seahawks, he only threw it 27 times. Aaron Jones had 21 carries by himself against the Seahawks. Packers, uh-huh. Packers only ran the ball 16 times against the 49ers. You want to know why? Because they, they were playing they, catch up the whole time. Yes. Yes, there we go. And, and the flip side of that, the Niners only ran the ball eight times. Why? It was 34 to seven yeah. at, in the fourth quarter. Yeah. yeah, Jimmy only had to throw it eight times. Only had to throw it eight times in, in the entire game. Uh, and so, yeah, and, and, and that's that's impressive because it, it, it's funny. You talked about the, the high school analogy. Like, I immediately, immediately thought about, like, those wishbone teams, right, where, yeah. like, that, that never throw the ball, right? Like, this is 
this is on par with that, except you got a guy that can throw it if you need him to. Like, like Jimmy could actually throw the Thank ball you. if you Thank need you. him to, right? Like, this isn't like, like you're running the wishbone and you got a guy who can't even throw a 10-yard out. Like, you got a guy that can make some throws, and they didn't even have to use him. They didn't but, even have that, to use him. But, and that's the, that's the great part about this team. I said it. From the time that I, during the first month of the season, when I was like, okay, I've seen enough to say that this is a good football team. I watched it grow, and it was about Jimmy, and they were like, franchise quarterback. And I was like, he hadn't done a damn thing for the franchise yet. Let's see if he can be a solid starter. Things started going, and I was like, okay, I've seen him play with a, with a lead. I've seen him play and come from behind. I've seen him get a drive when you have to have one. I've seen him get that crucial third down to keep the clock moving, um, to put the defense in a better position, uh, or just to give the punter room to change, you know, to flip the field. I've seen all of those things happen. And I was like, this team will be good. Why? He really, and still to this point, I still think Jimmy is the biggest question mark on the team. The quarterback position is the biggest question mark. If you have to, if you have to get, you know, you want to sit here and say, I have to dissect this team and I'm going to rate, I want to rate the weakest to the strongest and all this stuff. Jimmy is not going to be at the top of the list, but he's good, really good. As you just said, he can do everything you need him to do. That's why this team is in the Super Bowl. There is no weakness on this team. There is there is no weak link. He may not be the strongest guy that you want to have at the quarterback position. All I'm going to say is that under center, he has shown me that he knows how to win. And that, my friend, is the biggest thing in this league. That is paramount. That right there, say what you want to say. You can do all this stuff. It's why I don't play fantasy football to this day. As that is why I know everybody loves it and I know they make all kind of money off of it. But that's why I, just, I like real football more than fantasy football, because I hear all these things. It's the same argument like that. This guy on Twitter was trying to come at me talking about that. Um, Kirk Cousins was the second best quarterback in the league and his stats say so and blah, blah, blah. And I just told I just by simple question. You believe Kirk Cousins is the second best quarterback in the league. Please stop. Well, that's not what I'm saying. No, that's exactly what you just said. Yeah. I was like, no. See, these stats, I was like, numbers lie. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. Jimmy's numbers lie. Eight <laughs> passes don't say he can't throw the ball. Eight passes say they don't need him to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, going back to that whole fantasy football thing, I don't I don't play it anymore either. I, I, I used to. Uh, it's just too maddening for me, you know. It, you just, it, it was just a lot. It was just, it's just a lot, right? You know, you find yourselves, you know, kind of you know, like you're rooting for your team, but then you're rooting for other guys. Like it, it, it just became too much. Yeah, but see, that's see, that's my that, problem. Yeah, like, I, I you just started right there. I just, there, I can't find. There's just some guys and some teams and colors. I'm just sorry. I just can't root yeah. for. I, I like players. I like the individuals. I like doing it, but I just can't find myself rooting. For that team, like I say, I, I never want to see a player get hurt. I like watching guys perform. I like watching them perform well, regardless of the team. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I can still analyze it, but I, but I, I, you know, I, you can always tell what side I'm on. Yeah, it, 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 it became like it, it was, it was to the extent where, like, if there was a guy playing the Niners, like I, no matter who it was, like I'd bench him just because I didn't, 
I couldn't deal with the <laughs> like I couldn't deal with the like I didn't care who it was. Like if they if they were playing the Niners on 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 a, a, any given Sunday, then um, I'd bench that guy. And 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 oftentimes I'd leave a a lot of points uh, on the bench. But to your point earlier. Um, Blake Bortles, he was a guy that scored a lot of points for me one year. But, I mean, oh, yeah. he was coming from behind a lot, so he was throwing it a lot. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Blake, <laughs> so his, and number, Blake, his numbers were – his stats were up this, there. This is nothing personal, but Blake is just less than good. And I've had a lot of guys try to tell me how good he is. It was the same Kirk Cousins thing. I was like, if this guy – this guy literally, and I just said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this. Like he literally wanted to go back. He was like, "You're just a Kirk hater," and all this stuff. I was like, "Guy, I'm not a hater. I'm just, I'm just sitting here. He, it, I'm not saying he lacks talent. I'm just saying he's not the guy that's going to win for you in those situations. And he has shown me that. His, his play shows. Like I said, the only thing you control is autographing your performance on the film. And his film, when I watch it, tells me. He's not that guy. And like you're gonna his numbers say he's the second best. And I was like, I can rattle off not even thinking I can rattle off eight guys that that you will say are better. Well, that's beside the point. No, it's not. Yeah. That is the point. That's the whole point. <laughs> Speak- you can you can you can get numbers, the completion percentages and all of those things. Oh, okay, you throw a hundred check downs. You could you you this this guy finished the game and he was twenty one of twenty four. How many of those balls were thrown further than five yards down the field? Yeah, you know, five of them. Yeah, that, that uh, like that's that that's that's the thing. And 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 speaking of winning, you all at home can win big. Make sure you bet on the Super Bowl. Want to do so? Head over to mybookie.ag to make your predictions a reality. MyBookie is one of the most trusted sports books in the industry. They have the fastest payouts, the best promotions, and a very helpful 24-7 customer service team. Who can you call 24-7, folks? Well, of course, the folks at MyBookie. And if you join right now, MyBookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to a G. That's right. If you deposit $2,000, you'll get an extra $1,000 in free money. All you have to do is use our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-V. That's the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-V, to activate the offer. Once again, that's promo code B-L-V, as in BELIEVE. Got it? All right. So, go ahead. Get your extra cash from my bookie. Bet. Win. Get paid. Um, free Skrilla. Free Skrilla. Free Skrilla, folks. Uh, we, so we we talked about talked about the offense a little bit, talked about the defense. I want to circle back to the the offense a little bit. Um, we, we said we, we talk about uh, Debo. He continues, and we're going to talk about Debo later on in the week as well. We're going to get a little bit more in-depth in this whole Debo thing. But he, he just continues to show – so many different ways that he can impact the game. And and whether he's out wide as a receiver or in the slot, whether it's the run after the catch, um, just the aggression that he runs with, whether he's getting the ball in the running game off of a jet sweep, um, or even in the backfield we've seen that a couple times this season, or as a lead blocker. Like, he dude was getting his juice on um, the other day, and juice as in the fullback, Kyle. Juice, all right. Got got it, got it. Not as like juice, juice. Not, not as, not as in the good, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, not in that. Yeah. Um, but he was, he, he, he was doing it. He was getting it done. Like he, he, 
he's a wide receiver, but he really looks like a running back. Like, you put him in that role, and he doesn't look, like, out of place at all. But yet, you put him at a wide receiver, like, he doesn't really look at play, out of place at all either. And I really thought he was going to score a touchdown on that one over the middle where he, he basically trucked the dude um, and ended up slip, oh, yeah, slipping. That, that, oh, that would have been such a great highlight. Oh, oh that been, I was hoping for that, too. I was like, if he, if he had one more step, he would have been able to get his balance. And I, that would have been a great highlight. Like everybody says, right? Once once the season ends, like you're not a rookie anymore, right? Like, how? Well, from your experience, how true is that? And like, what have we seen from this maturation in Debo? Just just in the just in the playoffs, just in these two games here, you know? Um. Well, well, number. Well, this is the thing. It's are you a rookie? Yes, you're still a rookie because his season hasn't ended. And trust me, he feels like a rookie. Um, because his body hasn't played this much football ever, ever. He he's he's on. He this is two seasons for him. You think about the number of preseason games, um, the practice weeks, the full season. Now you've gone in. This is by week number three. <laughs> you think about how much football he's had yeah. to play. So trust me, he feels like a rookie because his body is off into a realm of football that he's never really been in. Yeah. Now, as far as his maturation and growing, confidence comes from doing. Eric you catch one, you, you catch one, you can catch two. You got to believe you catch two, you can catch three. Because what happens if you catch three, they'll throw you four. You catch four, they'll throw you five. And then you start making plays and you get comfortable. And you have to hurry up and just start doing. It was something I told Duran James that, you know, with the Chargers. Um, last year when he was a little frustrated coming in and learning the defense and, and doing things. And, and he was, he felt like he told me he felt like he was playing slowly and he wasn't doing what he was doing. And I, and I'm using this, it's the same with Debo or where it's like you hurry up and learn everything that they want you to learn, learn, learn the plays, learn the formations, learn the changes and the checks, everything that you have to do, you hurry up and you learn that because the sooner you show them that you can do that, then you can start just playing and being you. Debo at first, so that's the thing I know what you mean. He's gone through the season long enough. He's heard the verbiage. He understands it's learning a new language. He now speaks the language fluently so that he can now start to say, let me throw a little slang in there. Yeah, I mean, he's playing at least three Maybe even four positions, right? That's a lot. To yes. Take so in. you because you have that's it. You have to learn. Once you learn the language, now because you, you can't you can't you can't throw it out there if you don't know what if you don't know what money is. Me telling you, Skrilla makes no sense. Yeah. So you gotta you gotta learn the language first, and he's learned the language. And now once you learn the language, you get comfortable with the language, you get to start doing and being you. And now you're seeing him comfortable doing the things that they wanted him to do. That's the reason you wanted to bring him in. All the talk about him was that he was this physical guy, run after the cats guy, competed well um, in the in the mold of an Anquan Bolden or Steve Smith. I, I see that now. Yeah, <laughs> and and it's 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 a welcome sight with when you have Kittle and you have Emmanuel, Emmanuel Sanders and, and you and you have to concern yourself with this running game. Debo is something that you have to account for, and it's one more weapon. And it's another thing like he he can take advantage of the one on one coverage that he's going to get. 
And what's going to happen if he continues to play at that level, that one-on-one coverage is going to disappear, which is going to open up things for other guys that you know can make plays. That's going to make it easier for Kittle. That's going to make it easier for Emmanuel Sanders. So things are looking up for Debo. And, and, and on top of that, as you said, in the run game, he, he does not mind snatching chains. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Who else wants some of Debo? Um, the, before we get out of here, one, one thing, and I know this was something that you were adamant about, and you've been adamant about it um, throughout the, the course of the season, and it got accomplished they 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 did it. I mean, there's there's no much there's not any anything else that they can do from this standpoint at this season. Uh, and there's nothing else that they can do um, at this standpoint at this point of the season, um, and then what they've already done as it relates to um, building some history inside Levi's, right? Having yeah. some big games inside Levi's. I know you're adamant about that kind of, you know, a culture being created there. Um, how 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 what what how was that for you being able to see this and to be able to see what what has has transpired? I loved it. I love it. I love what's happening. I gave John Lynch a hug yesterday. I when I saw him, gave him a hug, and I said thank you. I appreciate what you're doing for the colors. I I I love it because it's flat out um, what it needs to be. That needs to be a place where people fear coming into. Um, no, no, and of course it's, you know, everyone, everyone is, is brave out there on the field. So I don't mean that type of fear. I mean, the fear that I better bring it or I'm going to get smashed. Um, and you have to play games of importance to start to build that mystique. Uh, and that's what has happened because the next go round. The next playoff game there, guess what happens? You're going to walk in there with that mindset, I have to be the first to win one here. Mm-hmm. I, I got I got to be the first to even keep it close here. Because that, that's that's what has happened. It, they've never lost a playoff game in Levi. Mm-hmm. So, yes, you are, you are creating a mystique. You are creating a home field advantage. You are creating a fear factor. You are giving – the fans something to cheer about you're giving them something to brag about to be bold about and that's what you want you want that atmosphere when you walk in so yes i've been talking about you got to play games of importance you have to win games of importance but you got to compete and be there at all times you never let those get away and you never take them for granted so that's what's happening and and that that's that's when the mystique starts to transfer from candlestick to the field of jeans, that's how that's how you do it, and it's starting. Yeah, I, I, you, you've seen some videos and stuff circulate on social media, and uh, shout out to our friends over at Nothing But Niners. Um, I believe there are some videos posted from their account from being up at the uh, up at the championship game, and I mean, you look at the atmosphere, you you look at the demeanor of the fans, and and how they just kind of got after it and, and, and got into it. Um, and, and that's, I mean, that's what you need. Um, you hear the announcers on television talking about just how loud it is in this place. And, and, and that's no small feat when you consider that kind of swirling wind that goes into that place. And also when you consider that it, it's, it's outdoors, it's not a dome, and you got a couple of holes 
um, kind of catacornered yeah. Yeah. Um, that would easily allow, you know, some of that sound to escape. Um, and, and so credit to all the faithful that went out there that um, John Lynch challenged them all, you know, prior to, and, and they went out there, they showed out. Uh, I, I thought I thought they, they, they showed out during the Vikings game. I thought they definitely showed out um, during, during this Packers game as well. And it was a huge, huge celebration. Um, one that that was you know so many years in the making, and and you gotta you gotta feel good for Kyle, um, for for being able to get to a spot. I know his his dad was in was in the place. Um, yeah. You, you gotta feel good for a guy like Radio oh, Raheem, like like we talked about, and uh, Robert Sala as well. <laughs> like I mean, you talk about redemption. Like a lot of people, and even like it it's weird. Like like I I've even seen a lot of it this season as well. Like. "Quote unquote Niner fans, um, you know, not happy with the job that he's done. I'm not sure how you can not be happy with the job he's done this season, but um, <laughs> you know, coming coming off the year that he had last year and uh, this defense had last year, and um, uh, yeah, it's, I remember when they lost the game and everyone's like, he's a bomb. I was like, stop yeah, it, yeah, like, stop it. They lost, yeah, stop it. Like they're not gonna go undefeated. But people like, even leave, yeah, and, and people this season are like, oh, he doesn't make adjustments or he doesn't do that. Like, like that. That's that's a whole nother topic that we can get into. No, later, that was that was comical as well. Actually, that that's just that's a less than smart comment. It was like he doesn't make adjustments. He doesn't do this. It was like they're the number one defense in the league. Yeah. Okay, they dropped their number two in the league. Okay, he doesn't make adjustments. Somebody's adjusting something. <laughs> yeah, some, some, somebody is right. Um, and so, yeah. uh, and then, and then, obviously, you talk about all the connections with with Lafleur and 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 Salah, uh, Lafleur being Salah's best man, and uh, the the relationship that that uh, Kyle and 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 Lafleur have as well. Um, and so uh, it was just. It, it was it was so so many emotions pouring through, but of course the ultimate emotion is uh, a win for the Niners, and they are headed to Miami. Uh, club, yeah, man, club I started hit. laughing a second ago. I started laughing a second ago. You were talking about the celebration. You know, it's been a few days, so it's kind of worn off, and I just thought about it. <laughs> They're going to the Super Bowl. They're going to the Super Bowl, man. man. Like I'm, I'm still. <laughs> Like I like I'm still getting congratulatory. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. Love it, right? I mean, it's like I'm still like I didn't like I figured some time had worn off. Like I didn't I didn't know that I would be this giddy talking to you about this today. Like I, I thought I got it all out of my system, but I mean, it, when you think about it, they are going to the Super yeah. Bowl, dog. Incredible, incredible. The Super Bowl, aka Club Live, on Sunday. Uh, what is going up? Uh, are you kidding February me? These 2nd. pretenders. Yeah. These pretenders. These fakes. Yeah, these, oh these, man, yeah. they are going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. They they just pretended their way all the way to South Beach. That's all right. Let, let them let them let them keep pretending. Let them keep pretending. It it, it it'll be fine by me. Fine by me. I'll I'll, I'll take it. Um. Yeah, man. So Super Super Bowl bound. Are these 49ers? Um, and so they they will be headed out there. We'll be back later on this week um, to dive a little bit more into some of the individuals on this team and and just some of the stories before we head into Super Bowl week. In oh itself. yeah, that's gonna be a good one. Yeah, that's gonna be a good one. Yeah. This will be a good game. I don't know if they could have asked. It's not the it's not the matchup that the league wanted, but they could not have asked the way these teams played this season. You couldn't have asked for a better matchup. This this is what the Super Bowl is supposed to be about. Yeah. 
Yeah, it, it, it is. Um, and so it, it's, it certainly should be a good one. We're going to get all into this, too. Uh, next week as well, um, but we'll be back later on this week to to, to break down uh, a little bit more, a little bit more bye week stuff, and, and to get a little bit more individuals, their performances from the season, as as well as in the championship game as well. So, for Super Bowl champion Eric Davis, I'm Rashawn Haylock. This has been the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. We'll see y'all later this week. Peace. 2020, a new year. It's the perfect opportunity to take your business to the next level by hiring the right people. But finding qualified candidates can be challenging. ZipRecruiter.com slash begin makes it easy. ZipRecruiter sends your job to more than 100 of the web's leading job boards. But they don't stop there with their powerful matching technology. ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes and finds people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one, spotlighting the top candidates so you never miss a great match. It's so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. And right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com begin. That's ZipRecruiter.com B-E-G-I-N. ZipRecruiter.com begin. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.